How many radio shows start off with that? You couldn't do that on a network, could you? Anyway, welcome to Renee LeVice Radio, episode 11. Boom. I'm here. It's been over a month since the last episode. I apologize for that. But I've been so ridiculously busy, which is a good thing. Not only have I been traveling and performing at mind-blowing events such as Imagination Festival in Prague... Germany, England, and more. I've also been buried deep in the studio working on new music. Um, I also released a 20-minute documentary of my North American Richter Scale Tour that you can watch on my Facebook page. You can catch it on my YouTube channel. Shouts to the Facebook crew. Um, Please go and give my fan page a like. It'll keep you in the loop with everything that's going on. Lots of exciting news to come regarding releases. Jeez. Speaking of excitations, today's show is going to be jam-packed with awesome music. You're going to love it. I've got two massive interviews with two of the most talented drum and bass producers the world has ever witnessed. Guys, this is an epic episode. Clocking in at two hours and 45 minutes, it's Renee LaVice Radio, episode 11. Let's go! You were looking back at me in my sheets, yeah It feels like nobody knows Blood staining up my clothes Bullet hit me with some force I never felt this before Like a gun, I let the bullet go Shoot to my heart, now as I hit the floor With little bang bang, that tracks by DJ Fresh versus Diplo, featuring R City, Selassou, and Craig David. Craig David. <laughs> yeah, it's pop music, but it's dope. I like it. 
Washing into this one, this is new sub focus. Love Divine. Feel the classic vibes on this one. Let's go.
this track by Annex. It's called Slaughtered, featuring Ragga Twins. Shouts to the Ragga Twins performing at the Drone Bass Arena Awards. Good times. through a few little dirty jump up tracks this track is by version it's called hard steps collab recordings shouts to heist Tell a lie. It's a 
Right now, distorted minds are up to their old tricks again. This is a track called Rinse. Through this one, one of my absolute favorite tracks of the year for sure is Break and Total Science. This track is called Betamax. And shouts to Break, the man. I'm pretty sure he won Best Producer or something. Like He won some award that he definitely deserved at the awards this year. Congratulations to you, sir. Yeah. 
track playing right now is called Clap Track. It's by Lynx. by Lynx. It's called The Gift, featuring Zero One.
This track is Break the Mold. <laughs> oh, it's got tripped up there. Break the Mod. It's another Lynx tune. I'm noticing a pattern here. Is anyone else noticing a pattern here? Hmm.
ballistic Parallel universes all twisted Blow the rigor Yo, crash the chart Shoot for stars and top statistics It's time to regain control Of this wicked world It's impossible to stop The global enemy John Doe Show only what you want them all to know Lock away your truths, hopes, fears and woes Subversion is quickly exposed Cops will own the zone and dispatch drones Scan eyeballs and V-Tech clones So keep a low profile Organized worldwide and worthwhile Rinsing an absolute classic right now This track is called Global Enemies It's by Lynx featuring Chemo This was probably the first Lynx tune I ever heard one of the first anyway and it completely blew me away it's a few years old now but it's still relevant it's still inspiring still vibesy reject reboot recall respond rebel reward record return reform reverse refuse repeat refuse revolt reflect regroup reject reboot recall respond rebel reward record return reform reverse refuse Welcome to the Roughneck Sound. 
It's Renee Levites Radio, episode 11. Give it some love on Facebook or Twitter, whatever. See how we're doing it here? We're just going to keep going deeper and deeper into the twilight zone. And soon, we are going to talk to the man himself, Lynx, see what makes him tick. Guarantee it's one of the more interesting interviews you're gonna hear this year. This one's called Roughneck Sound. one this is Lynx Terry Tiptoe featuring MC Fats sorry this is actually a track called Nothing More Oh, 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 
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's getting a little crazy. But that's not stopping us. We're going to keep going in. We started on the ground floor. We got to the first floor. And now it's time for a track called Second Floor. This is Lynx featuring DRS. And I want to give a big shout out to DRS from Manchester for winning, I believe, Best Vocalist at the awards this year. Incredible stuff, buddy. Keep it going. With persistence, rowdy drunk with a cloud of skunk as assistance. And even though you tell me that you're listening, you can't understand a single word I say, blood, we're different. And even though we talk the same language, mine shot it on street corners while yours is just abandoned. Serial space cadet looking for a landing, blindfolded time bandit jumping off my landing. Unorthodox stance, ride solo on a tandem, orchestrate this opera, DRS the phantom. Verbal incendiary device exploding where I plant them. Soundtrack to estates, recruiting all your man then. Ambidextrous flex, changing my position. Been smashing drum and bass and stay without no recognition. But if this is the path I walk, I keep this repetition. Rotate at light speed, critical condition. Ripping through your ozone, spit toxic emission. Got flows like clockwork, but only more efficient. Under the influence, influence your mission. And then flows with sticklebacks, you be going fishing. Broken English, extinguishing your dissonance. If you're running off your mouth, it's guaranteed you're going missing. Manchester Regiment, sparking the ignition when you're blowing out your candles for my downfall. You're wishing on. As the world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning. Now when nobody's learning jack. But if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky, then maybe somehow we'll bring it back. As the world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning. Now when nobody's learning jack. But if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky Then maybe somehow we'll bring it back I get no comfort in the misfortune of others They try to hold down broken English and they push and they shove us Riders to the end, links DMP while we brothers And I never sold my soul along the way but I woulda Cause I sold everything else I ever own what I'm not of But I believe this music thing's gonna lift me out the gutter Feeling sorry for myself but I won't break down a blubber My northern backbone won't let me, life's a bitch but I love her And I didn't really check your mum that time but I coulda I was too busy trying to I get some bread to go with my butter Cause life's got a funny way of keeping you grounded When council houses and rain got you surrounded But I'm so happy I'm astounded That we built this with no help and people still found it I take your words the way they sounded And if they sounded how I took it Yo, I took it how they sound out As the world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning Now when nobody's learning jack but if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky, then maybe somehow we'll bring it back. As the world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning, now when nobody's landing jack. But if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky, then maybe somehow we'll bring it back. Back to the roots, back to the old, to them days when they made real music with soul. Before the X Factor and the plastic noses made men mayhem, next TV shows back. 
Back to the truth, back to the bold To the ways of digging deep and taking it slow man. Let's push things forward again Let's kill this stagnation Back, back with a plan, back with the heat With a grassroots campaign, word on the streets Cutting tracks on wax, hitting the faith now Hits can relate, the real Bringing them back, back with the cars Back with techniques, but then space and time Quality control is back Bringing it back The world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning Now when nobody's learning jack But if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky Then maybe somehow we'll bring it back As the world keeps turning, drum and bass keeps burning Now when nobody's learning jack But if we keep on trying and we aim for the sky Then maybe somehow we'll bring it back Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, dog? I'm great, man. That's good. That's good. Okay, for the people that don't know who's on the phone line right now, I'm going to do a little intro here. On the phone, for everybody listening who needs to know, is the creator of some of the most iconic D&B tunes of our generation. With tracks like Global Enemies and Disco Dodo, it now gives me great pleasure to introduce one of the most unique artists in drum and bass, Links. Wow. I am blushing, man. Thank you. <laughs> and there's like fireworks going off and like some, you know, it's like, you know, a whole orchestra and stuff is great. So, I mean, I just wanted to ask you straight up, where does one start when reinventing a genre? Basically, Do you just wake up consciously being like, I'm just going to flip the game on its head or... Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a good start. <laughs> Are you conscious of it or does it just happen is my real question. Um, I think, for me personally, like uh, my journey through drum and bass, it's been kind of uh, learning the rules and then learning to break them. Right. Yeah. And where does that come from? 
what inspires you to do that? Why are you like not content, kind of like painting within the painting, you know, coloring within the dots, coloring within the numbers? I think for me, it started. I've always had a massive love for jungle and drum and bass right since 1992, 93, early rave days. And I think uh, around, I was always producing music from 93, and I think it got to around um, 2001, 2002, and I'd released a few bits, but no one was really taking much notice of what I was doing. Um, And I started working in a studio, um, just as like a work experience kid, and I was learning really fast from artists like, uh, seeing how people like Friction, Saka Skynet, uh, Skinny back in the day were working in the studio. And it was really cool. Um, and then it got to around 2006 for me, and I, and I realised I had quite a lot of knowledge with drum and bass, but I just felt like I was repeating the process that everyone else had done. So I, I pretty much like had a couple of years where I stopped listening to drum and bass music and just created my own music. And it's quite self-indulgent in the respect that I didn't really listen to other music, I listened to my own music. So I just create what I wanted to hear yeah. at that point in drum and bass. And for me, like I think... You know, even to this day, I suppose there was like an obsession with the, I don't know, two hundred hertz snare, the the low below mid. You have to get it just right, and if it wasn't just right, it wasn't drum yeah. bass anymore. And for me, that was kind of boring because I, yeah. I just found that uh, it just meant I was writing the same music as everyone else. So I think for me, the moment I switched down its head and, and actually like themed my drums out. Um, I know it's like quite a technical process, but it, it, it sort of actually gave me a load more space to create a different musical palette around drum and bass. That's really cool, man. It's like you just took all your paintbrushes, flipped them yeah. backwards, did something completely different. You know, um, I mean, for a little backstory for other people, I guess basically there's so many people that already know you listening to this podcast right now, but we've got a whole audience of people who are just getting into this kind of music and maybe just stumbled upon this thing. I guess like there's so many different genres of drum and bass. You've got the techie side, you've got the liquid side, you've got the liquid side with a little bit of techie in it. You've got the minimal side, you've got like, you know, the very maximal big room sound. Uh, There's so many different things. So, I mean, I guess you're somebody who's kind of like weaved through those subgenres and then collected some of them and kind of put them together like puzzle pieces in a different order or something like that. Is that fair yeah, to say? Absolutely. Is that kind of like I think, I think that's the beauty. your journey that's in a way? That's the beauty with drum and bass and its roots is that actually it can intertwine with many other musical genres. And I think that's really exciting because mm. you don't have to stay in one area if you don't want to. And, and I find, I, I'm, I'm a kind of artist, I get bored quite quickly. So I kind of... I have this constant yeah. sort of tormenting, rebelling against myself musically. Because when I go down one path for too long, yeah. I get, get bored of it. So I then change. And I know for some some listeners, that's quite, and DJs even, it's quite confusing because often they, you know, as DJs, we all kind of want to trust an artist to write a particular style of music. So in our set, we know that will fit in a certain way. But I think. I'm someone a bit, I guess, different from the norm in that respect, that I like to chop and change. I think there is always an underlying sound with what I do, I guess, but, um, yeah, I like to change the flavors up quite a lot. Yeah, 100%. I think anybody can pick out one of your tracks by just hearing it, and that's that's a pretty special thing about drum and bass, you know, when you develop that signature sound and you don't even have vocals in it or a vocal drop or anything like that, and people can pick it out. That's pretty exciting. I mean, it's in the details, isn't it? So on that note, Tell us a little bit about Detail. What's up with Detail? Uh, yeah, I, I, Detail started off back in 2009. And I, and I actually, I really watched it again the beginning of this year with um, 
a series of vault releases, which is basically a look back over my archives that never got released. Uh, and at the beginning of the year, I completed an album called Vault One. We're now up to Vault Three, um, and I've got penciled in up to about seven or eight. So I've got a lot of back catalogue that's going to come out, kind of similar, I suppose, to Caliber's Shelf Life. It's just a great way to. As an artist, like alleviate the stress of all this back catalogue, mm. and, and allow the, the you know people to pick and choose what they really like out of the, the back catalogue. What do you think? Um, but intertwined amongst that, I'm also releasing brand new music. I have a have a track coming out soon um, called Beans Fashion. Fifteenth time lucky is on the B side. Um, I've also previous to that, I released um, a single called Streetlights. Um, really starting my own label was just a, a natural process at that point in 2009, 2010. Um, it just seemed the right thing to do then. Totally, man. Um, do you think like that's that cathartic experience? Like, uh, do you think that's integral to the creative process to just like put out the stuff that you make that you like? You know, that's like yeah, regardless of the it's industry, really regardless spontaneous. of spontaneous. Yeah. That's the beauty, it's really spontaneous, I think, you know, like, to have your own label, I, I, I have like a little, I, I'm more organised actually, funny enough, than ever having my own label again, I have like a straight sheet set up with release schedules and stuff like that, and, um, but the beauty is with having your own label, you don't have to stick to those schedules, because you can actually go, you know what, next month I, I really want to release this track, or like in eight weeks time I'm going to release this one, and then chop and change as you feel, you know, you want to do, whereas often like, tied down with other labels it's quite difficult to do that because they have their own release schedules and they have to fit you in in a particular window definitely yeah um speaking of releases i just got sent a new release from detail recordings and let's start off with one of them which one do you want to talk about first let's go with beans Stash, the a side All okay right. cool so it's uh, a collaboration with some guys called zero one and zero one is uh MC Master X, who I've worked with a lot over the last few years with my MC and on production. Um, and also another guy called Ben, who used to be many, many years ago the third member of Sigma. Oh, um, wicked. But they collaborate, collaborate as Zero One. Um, and on and off, I've worked with them a fair bit over the last few years. And they're, they're really, really creative. Ben's super technical. Um, and Master X is really, really great, creative, great vocal skills. There's actually no vocals on this particular track. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, and, it, and it's a different sound for me. Again, it's kind of barking slightly on the, the techier side, I guess. Um, little hints from, like, from, for me, from my rave past, I love the Prodigy. There's, like, kind of hints of Prodigy sort of style in there. Um, yeah, it was a great track to rock. I mean, we did it nearly a year ago now, and I've been playing it out in the clubs everywhere, and it sounds awesome. Wicked, yeah. So I mean, it's... fingers crossed people like it. Yeah, I love it so far. I mean, it's definitely got a bit of rawness. It's got that, you know, that Lynx funk to it. Um, I think we should play a little bit for the people right now and uh, see what people think of it for themselves. What do you think? Cool. All right. Awesome. Do it. Bang. Here we go.
All right, we're back. So now we're going to talk about the B-side, 15th Time Lucky. And is this the 15th time you've been lucky, or...? Yeah, that was kind of a working title, and it just never changed. And, yeah, I think I wrote it at the end of 2015, so the 15 became part of the title, and I guess it was like a slightly... I don't know, like cynical view maybe of like, oh, maybe this is the one that people that love, you know, like, so it just started like that and it was a real easy track to write. Um, it's got a big brass section in the intro. Um, I even like the intro was written partly on my mobile phone. Um, had this awesome little app called DM1. It's like a little drum kit and I just made this silly little kind of hip hop pattern and uh, it just stuck basically as the intro of the track and then I built the rest of the track on top of that. Um, I've been opening up with my sets with it for, yeah, since end of last year, and it, it always goes down really, really well. It's a nice, um, it sets the scene great in a, in a set for me. I have a, a very serious question right now. Uh, it is not music related at all. Uh, why are you so much taller? You should be scared. What, what, why are you so much taller in real life than you look in photographs? I don't know if anybody else has realized this. You know what? Everyone says this. But it's it's true. I saw you in real life, and I had to look up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I, I don't know. I was born in a grey bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this release is technically being teased right now. It's coming out right now. Is there anything in the future that we should look for? Yeah, um, I'm currently working on a, a, a vaguely halftime. At the moment, it's an EP, but it, it keeps extending. It may be an album that will be released on detail early next year at some point it's kind of nearly finished but you know what it's like the general process is the more you write tracks leave sort of the EP or album and then others get replaced and I'm at that point at the moment where I feel I'm like 80-90% there Wicked. Um, I just want it to be as good as it can be you know but like the half time scene within Jungle Base is really exciting for me at the moment it's, it's lovely to have that space you know to um to work with sometimes working at 170 BPM there's not a lot of space you know because the drums are going along pretty fast so being able to experiment with half time is really cool so that's something that will be coming out January, February, March next year um, that's really what I'm working towards at the moment Wicked with the halftime stuff just out of curiosity like um, what kind of drives you with that is it other artists that you're hearing or is it just the technical side of like a new challenge technically well I guess initially it was um, hearing the kind of I don't know what it's called the beat scene the wonky hip hop kind of stuff that I was hearing mm. many years ago like Flying um, Lotus and for reference points yeah Flying Lotus even like Hudson Mohawk that whole thing mm. was really exciting going back five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. um, But I think at the time, it wasn't right to put that kind of music out in drum and bass, and people couldn't feel the similarities. And I think now it's a lot more open, and actually artists like Ivy Lab, even Alex Perez, and Rich Shades kind of stuff, like really prove that actually times are much more open, and people are really keen to hear that kind of stuff. So it, it just feels the right time, and part of this LP you know I've got some tracks on there that potentially could go on there that are maybe four or five years old um, and I was actually writing them I, I had another pseudonym called Loose Spring Steve that I never really launched um, and yeah that, that uh, some of those tracks could be on there so awesome. it, it just feels the right time to do that and I think hopefully it will expand upon the detail catalogue as well um, I feel that that would be a positive move for me really something I've realised about that um kind of style uh, in relation to like drum and bass you know you were kind of drawing some comparisons there and one thing I noticed is like 
you know, drum and bass is very quantized these days. Yeah. Like, there's some yeah. tracks that have a little bit of swing, but it's like it definitely becomes like a constant part of the track. It doesn't sort of interchange and kind of slip around like the way that wonky hip hop did, or it does. And, um, you know, if you look back at like jungle recordings from years ago, um, which you're obviously familiar with, like if you put that in a computer and sort of like analyze it, there's a lot of slipping back and forth on either side. And you don't, your brain, when you first hear the whole recording, I don't think your brain really clocks that it's doing that. But when, if you were to take that break and then kind of like quantize it up, like as I'm sure you've probably done, uh, it's got a totally different feel to it. And do you think like, do you think that's something that, um, has gone from drum and bass entirely? Do you think it might come back? Or like, do you think that's an element that's, do you think that this this kind of halftime spot is a new place to experiment with that kind of stuff? Yeah, certainly the, the halftime scene, it, but purely because it's so much slower in tempo, it's half the speed of drum and bass. There's that opportunity to move the quantize, and I think that's really exciting because um, drum and bass, it's very difficult to do that. I guess hopefully, you know, in time we may see that outlook applied to kind of maybe, you know, jungle rhythms again where... Actually, it doesn't have to be super quantized. Yeah. Because um, I think that there becomes a point where everyone, the musicians and the listeners, will rebel against what is going on in the scene because because they just get tired of it and they've heard it over and over again. So I think things like this is it's, it's another bone to drum and basses um, music, you know, and the whole whole way the scene is um, portrayed, I suppose. Um, I think drum and bass should always be music that's pushing the boundaries. I think that's always been a big part of the scene. Um, yeah. And I think with things like this, it can it can uh, explore other areas. And I'm always, always down for that. I think that's such a poignant point right there. And I would love to clip that out because it's so important that drum and bass pushes the boundaries. I think that is almost like the point of the genre it's almost like it starts breaking the own the same rules that it sets in some ways it's so funny um 100 yeah. <laughs> percent so if your music was a genre of film porn included what genre would it be um wow i don't know <laughs> i guess it is i guess a lot of the time it kind of has yeah i kind of like sleazy kind of undertone to it I don't know I don't, it, you've sort of led me to the porn scene but <laughs> you know, you know I, would, um, I, would, I don't know I don't know there's always cinematic elements in my music there is I um, think that's where that question point. came into my head because it's so you listen to something like Disco Dodo that intro is like a fucking horror film for sure. Like a film noir. I don't know how you see it. Yeah. Disco Dodo, I mean, is, I guess a good example in respect that... I don't know. I, I, I thought it was... When I wrote that track, I thought it was really fun and kind of a bit silly. Um, but then you see how it, it how it goes down in a club and it, at the time it was... You know, it was a shock. And I, I remember back in, you know, back at that point uh, of writing that track, I sent it to Marcus Intellect and... Uh, you know, we always laugh about it every time I chat to me. You know, he was like, yeah, that's one that slipped through the net because he didn't get it. He was just like, right. I, I don't get this track. It just sounds like a 4-4 four, four beat yeah. over some hi-hats. Yeah. And, and of course, so I, I on the set, lost a bit of confidence in it. I sat on the track for a couple of months and then I sent it to Fabio. And I got a phone call from him at like three in the morning after he was back in the days when he was doing the swerve nights. I just going crazy, just going, yeah, like Goldie ran up to the neck and revamped this tune. I've, I've got to have it for the label. And really, it like it just kicked off with that track ever since that moment, really. Um, it just never sort of looked back really from there. Well, I mean, it appears sometimes in art, you get lucky. And right now I'm going to play 15 times lucky from Lynx. 
So we're back. And Links, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been incredibly exciting to talk to you. I'm so excited for all the new music coming out. I'm going to be rinsing the shit out of it. Um, thank you for joining us today. I'm so bad at ending these. I will get better one day. Um, thank you very much. Man, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for the support. Really appreciate it, mate. Anytime, man. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Smashing through is half roller, half tear out. This is Mephuse and Emperor. Track called Sanity Check. It was good to see you guys at Imagination Festival in Prague. Hope to see you guys again soon. And congrats to Mephuse for winning uh, best track for Suicide Baseline VIP. Stormer.
That's the sound of my mother Ukin BTK. As the original artist on this one, it's called Megahertz. This is the Gridlock MF mix. BTK tune, this tune's BTK and Meth. Track called It Gets Rough Sometimes. 
This is the Gaidra remix. Straight out of Russia. Shouts to you guys. Hope it's not too cold yet this time of year. It probably is. All it is in England is just rainy. It's just rainy here. My family back in Canada is wading through snow drifts. And I'm just sort of sat here in the fog. Favorite Prolix tunes of all time. This is called Jetpack. What a roller coaster ride.
This track just makes me want to make the stankiest stank face ever. It's Gridlock and Prolix. It's called Riot. And I don't think you actually qualify as a drum and bass producer until you've made a track with Riot in the title somewhere. I think every drum and bass producer, maybe not if you produce Liquid, I don't know. I'd imagine even Caliber has a tune called Riot. Regardless of that, doing the title justice, this is Gridlock and Prolix. Recognize that vocal, so iconic. 
It's the sound of MC Kappa. Absolutely smashing through the Neurotech tunes. This is another one by Prolix. It's called Interlace. Another favorite of mine. Are you noticing a pattern again? There's a pattern here. What's the pattern?
yep, yep. Another Prolix tune. This one's specially designed to ignite. It's called Set the Place on Fire. this track it's so minimal but it's so heavy the first time i ever heard somebody play it out um i was at outlook festival walking towards the main stage getting ready for my set and he was playing currently and i remember walking through the crowd and him dropping this out of nowhere and it just felt like an earthquake going off
releases on virtually every big time label in drum and bass and with some of the baddest bass lines in the game and newly signed to Shogun Audio on the phone line now is the biggest artist in drum and bass <laughs> Rolex you're too kind you're too kind the tall, definitely the tallest I'm not sure about the biggest how do you like yeah okay right uh, see I was gonna ask you I was like are you tired of those jokes or are they still funny probably yeah, not yeah I'm completely bored of them can I swear on this <laughs> it's explicit it's actually I marked as explicit I just how bored so. I am yeah cool um, so I'm good how's it going man thanks yeah, for having me on your show I'm swell how are you I'm well. Uh, well, um, I'm continually working on music, um, and uh, I probably need a break, to be honest, since I've finished this EP and a couple of remixes and uh, 12, which is coming out on RAM, actually, with DC Breaks next Damn. month or in December. That's so exciting, but, um, man. It sounds like you just like nonstop releases. You're just cracking the whip, so to speak. That's it. Well, I mean, since, since signing up to Shogun, obviously... Um, I've been working a lot on those kind of tracks, but we still had a couple of tracks left over that I was working on with DC Breaks that have only really been kind of finished and then scheduled to come out after the Shogun ones, which is a bit confusing, but uh, everyone's happy. So That's wicked. So yeah, looking forward to that coming out. But of course, like in uh, I think next week or the week after is the release on, on Shogun. So the one that, yeah, the um, one that I want to talk about is like you just, you, you know, a little bit of backstory here. You've had collaborations with Gridlock. You know, you did Project yeah. Trendkill album. You've had, I mean, obviously a slew of releases before that. You've had releases with Players. You've had yeah. stuff on Ram. You. I basically hoard it about everywhere. I've done stuff for Hardware, Virus, Viper, Commercial Suicide. I love how you have this. Self, I love how you this uh, this amazing self-deprecating bent on everything. Like no, instead of like <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm like killing it, and I had all these amazing releases. Yeah, I just fucking hoard myself out. Um, <laughs> it's great it's great it's very i've been humble. doing it many years and I, I you know what it's kind of like i never really found um a home somewhere where i thought okay this is the label i'm gonna be on now and stay on yeah it was almost like you know there were all these labels that i admired and i kind of wanted to have releases on those labels but you know none of them ever seemed like a you know the kind of place that i'd i'd be like a permanent fixture of or yeah you know suited me i mean maybe renegade hardware years ago those you know i started speaking to them probably about a year ago and they kind of expressed an interest in me joining up and um I mean, to be honest, it was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, they're like one of the top labels. You know, they've got friction um, at the head of it. And obviously, he's one of the biggest DJs in the game. Um, he's got his own, like, rival radio show to yours, obviously. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah you know, I, and, I don't uh, like to think of him as comp- competition. I, just, I, I like to think of them as aspiring, you know, or it's aspiring exactly, podcasters. Exactly, but. up and coming, up and coming radio. <laughs> but um but yeah and they obviously have like a lot of artists on there that i admire and have i mean a few of them have left obviously now but i you know i kind of saw an opportunity for bringing something slightly different that maybe you know they didn't have covered you know already i mean they've got a few guys doing like the tech kind of sound uh, like forward and joe ford and they're actually amazing at it yeah yeah um the other guys are like you know pretty um a bit deeper than you know i would usually make or kind of play so yeah I think I've got like a you know a place here, and actually they're they're from um, Brighton, which is my hometown. So it's kind of strange how it's all come like back around. Oh yeah, that's wicked. But, um, signed up to a label from my from my hometown, so no, it's cool. I'm really happy. <laughs> right and on. Now, I've basically signed uh, a couple of album deals, so now I've 
now that this EP's out of the way, the next thing is like setting my sights on the end of next year, doing an album, which is a, a bit of a daunting task, aside from the one with Gridlock, which was obviously a collaboration album. I've never done a solo album myself, so so I'm a bit, a bit a bit worried about it, especially as this year. I mean, I've just been thinking back about all the great kind of um, some of our peers, all the albums that have been put out this year. Yeah. I mean, loads like Noisia, Audio, Misanthrop, Rido, um, Forward. Um, um, I don't know, just lots and lots of great music. So, uh, who else? Um, it's been incredible. It's almost like everyone's just like up to the 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 speed okay, of the production line. You know, it's like Emperor's album was amazing. I think Current Values put out about fifteen albums this year. Yeah, something around um, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think. You, did you do an album this year? Or you just done like. EPs that have 15 tunes on them or something yeah. <laughs> I did um, I did Play With Fire my second studio album came out <laughs> studio that album yeah. that's hilarious uh, as opposed to my live album um, it uh, yeah that came out in I can't remember it was it was like la- it was like December of December February something like that of like this year uh, or last year however you want to put it but like that time of year yeah. But again, another, another someone else putting out another good album. I think Inside Info is about to put out um, an album. So kind of in my kind of world, there's a lot of people putting out really great stuff. And so I've really got to think long and hard about how I want to, how, what I want to put out and how I want to, you know, go about doing it. And yeah, that- yeah I just want to make stands up against all this great music material basically yeah well looking at your new ep i don't think you'll have any trouble there i mean the danger ep forthcoming Srogan audio very very soon you haven't told me the release date yet have you is it uh um i think it is when can people start harassing us for it uh, yeah uh, i think it is the 11th of uh, november okay cool so i suppose in uh, you know three weeks or something like that all right very very soon very very soon so very soon what are people supposed to expect with this menace of an EP? Um, basically, to be borderline terrorized and okay. psychologically scarred after listening to it. Right. No, I mean, um, it is pretty hard, naturally. I have to say. There's only, yeah, naturally. Um, I did think, oh, you know what? I'm going to write something a bit more chilled and a bit deeper. And then I just ended up writing four pretty hard tunes. <laughs> I mean, aside from, well, the first track, Danger, it's kind of like again very tech it's like slightly triplety kind of vibe um it's getting a lot of good feedback from people so yeah which i'm pretty happy about it does seem to have uh, some diversity did. there i mean with threshold featuring ben verse you've got exactly more of like a yeah, journey that's... through space kind of vibe as opposed to that's... like a journey into yeah. an asteroid kind of vibe <laughs> yeah i mean that one is the is the probably the most different on the on the um, ep i mean that one um it was kind of more like an old kind of virusy kind of sound to it you know a bit more kind of a little bit of housey elements and yeah like you say a bit more of a journey so if you're getting um, if, you're, ones, if you're ending up like with tracks that have you know like a, a very differing vibe like that is there like when you sit down in the studio or you do you think of the how to approach is there a different approach to making these tracks or is it just sort of like whatever pops out of the you know the session I, that day is it just kind of random? a lot of times i'll sit down and i think i want to write a tune in x kind of style or i think i want to write big bang or something anthemic it ends up going totally the other way do you know what i mean you end up writing something minimal it's just or something a bit more you know that progresses a bit and kind of builds a bit 
I, you really can't tell. Well, I certainly can't when I sit down what's going to happen by the end of the day. Most of the time, it just goes straight in the bin. It's very but, cool. um, but, you know, every now and again, something half decent comes out, but it usually isn't what I planned. Yeah. And um, I think that track probably was, um, you know, was like this kind of thing you could start off with writing a track with kind of an old sounding kind of break and think, I want to write something on this tip. And then by the end of it, you've deleted that break out of it. You've completely changed all the music and you've got something, you know, completely new and completely inconceivable from what you started with i love that man i love the journey it's all about like just just getting you know so much of creativity is just letting those sort of unexpected things connect with each exactly, other exactly it's like sort of a happy off. accident what do they call it totally it's like when you're messing when you're messing around with a synth you know especially something like fm8 for example you can you know you can be messing around for hours and hours and hours and all you're getting out of it is just like white noise and horrible like some horrible sound yeah. and all of a sudden you just turn one knob and it's like Right, that's it. That's the sound. <laughs> Finally, yeah, yeah, I found yeah. something cool. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's just normal. That's, it. that's the, the joy of kind of making music, isn't it? You just don't really know where it's going to go. The second track on there is called We Do Our Thing. It's much more of a straightforward kind of, um, it's almost a bit kind of audio-esque, you know, that kind of straight kind of banger kind of tune. Good for DJs to play. Love it. Um, and then the fourth track on there is a collaboration with John Sound and Baseline Smith. Um, which is probably not like the the name that you'd uh, instantly think that I would be doing a collaboration with, but that's kind of why um, I was really glad that that we could do something together. And again, that's kind of like triplet, but I think it's probably one of the harder tracks that they've done recently. Certainly, um, yeah, not cheesy, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's going no, like anthemic vocals on there. It's just it's pure aggression, I'd, I'd say. It's got a pretty cool groove to it for sure. I mean, I wanted to actually touch on. You've got some collaborations on here. I mean, you've obviously worked with Gridlock a fair bit, and you know you've got yeah. like a long-term rapport there, and that's sort of like a different yeah. story. But do you ever? How do you? Would you rather collaborate with people that you're kind of similar to in your genre, or do you have like what's your? Um, how do you I like a bit that? of diversity, to be honest. I mean, it's cool working with people who do similar stuff to you, but also at the same time, well, certainly because you can learn, you know, you can learn a lot if you're in the studio together and it's always cool to bounce things back and forth in terms of how you make certain sounds and processing and all the nerdy kind of stuff. Um, but I quite like working with other people who write quite different kind of drum and bass because then hopefully between you, you'd come up with something a bit more unique or, you know, slightly different than if you're both known for doing a certain style you know but yeah but that's just me i like to mix it up a bit i mean i've, I've worked with with all kinds of people again like the the ram thing and um, with dc breaks i mean they're kind of, they write pretty different music from what i do um same with drum sound the baseline smith i mean they can write stuff that goes in the top 40 of the uk charts and you know they can also write really dark tunes so yeah so um, yeah, and a lot we've of got a collaboration that. that we need to finish off yeah we do we do plug 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 <laughs> Uh, we get busy, don't we? We do, yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I like because I've been like a solo artist for years and years, and I was there was a point when I was signed to players where um, it was it was difficult to work with other people. Um, so now um, that I'm kind of, or for a while I was a free agent, I just really wanted to take that opportunity to, you know, kind of work with other people in the studio and get some releases on different labels and just do some slightly different stuff, stuff that people might not normally associate me with you know a, a particular label but, but you know just yeah just do some different things basically that's wicked man well i hope that uh you know shogun ends up being a place that 
allows for uh, you know that diversity that you like and allows you to just like come will, through yeah. with your own sound and stuff like that because it does seem like um, you know from the outside at least that uh, yeah it's such a diverse label there's so many like great artists there so many good sounds coming through and yeah. um, that doesn't I don't think that that's like a template that you know every label has to have like it's really cool in my opinion to have like a label that's just, like just straight techiness and like something sure, else that's sure, just yeah. like a very um amazing liquid label or something like that and just really yeah. specializes but i think there's something special about having that kind of i don't really know how to put it i was gonna say melting pot but it's not really a melting pot is it it's but, just but, sort of I a mean, diverse you know family what? of it's stuff it's actually reflected in it's reflected kind of in the club nights because um you know we've all been to events that are label nights where everyone basically plays exactly the same thing yeah and you know they're all drawing for exactly the same tracks but kind of at a shogun night because you have like more of the diversity of the artists yeah then you could have uh, you know some guys who do liquid you know say like um, technomatic or edit or someone like that um you know playing and then you know people who play like deeper but maybe slightly techier like say like icicle or someone like that yeah. and then friction obviously playing kind of like bangers you know a bit more kind of room one kind of sound obviously you can play hard as well rockwell doing all kinds of crazy stuff and then me just making people cry at the end of the night <laughs> that's weird. well when's the do next you know one I mean? man now i'm excited now, now that you've teased it can they are you got, do you have dates on your facebook like where do people um, just stay up to date no, with that I never, stuff never put anything up there but i probably should i mean every now and again i do okay. a bit of advertising but few, we've got a few um shogun nights coming up soon all right man. like i say they're kind of, they're kind of diverse nights you know so it's not like i've you know played at label nights before where everyone's pretty much playing the same thing from you know 10 at 10 p.m until 6 a.m yeah and yeah, i think yeah. it's nice to have a bit of a mix-up then again um, uh, during the night bit of progression that's true that's true that's true well yo right now i would like to scare the fuck out of our audience right now <laughs> change the tone of this friendly interview a little bit and get a little bit nasty this is prolix you're listening to Rene levice radio and this is danger
transition into this one it's a track called Threshold featuring Ben Verse and if you're feeling these tunes don't forget to go and give them a shout on Facebook Twitter and give my fan page a like facebook.com slash Renee LaVice
Large, large, large. Large in size. This track smashing through right now is DC Breaks and Prolix. It's a tune called Infinity. Forthcoming Ram Records. If not out now, I'm not really sure. with probably my favorite track title of the year. This is called Derp Step. Derp. Derp, derp, derp. And it's a track by Proxima. Lots more music to come in the show. Renee LaVice Radio. Let's go. (laughs) 
right, it's time to slide into a track by North Base. Shouts to the Manchester crew. I was just there recently. Oh my gosh, it's always lively in Manchester. I love those shows. If you caught the clips on my Snapchat from the show, you'd know firsthand. This one's called Planet X.
switching it up. Getting into some steppy roller business. This is Current Value with a track called Unthinkable. You definitely need some sub bass on your system to hear this one properly. Or a sub pack. Use a sub pack. Feel it! through some liquid this is the vanguard project track called icarus
All right, I'm going to go into kind of a, a quirky tune I found recently. This is called Lava. And it's by... Okay, I'm going to give this name a try. Just don't hold it against me if I get it wrong. Philip Matavunsky.
Okay, keeping it rolling, we're going to open it up a bit with some Side Dream and Pacific. This track is called Reflections. And my cat is meowing in the background. I don't know if you can hear him. What you want? Yo, either drop a record or get out. All right, cool. He left. <laughs> the other side of this release again it's a really cool one it's called uh... it's called Shaka it's also by Philip Marvonsky check it out I 
That sample is so nostalgic. This is a track by Edlan. It's called Blades. Levice crew inside, thank you so much for joining me for Renee Levice Radio, episode 11. It's been live, it's been real, it's been epic. Thank you so much to Lynx and Prolix for giving me their time and insights into this wonderful world of music we live in. Go and like their Facebook fan pages, give them a shout online. They'll appreciate it more than you know. And please go and like my fan page as well. I would appreciate it. Give the show a share, show your love. And be good to one another. Peace out. Disfrutar. En la orquesta.